Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. On today's show, I had the opportunity to speak with Provincial Agriculture Minister David Merritt on a variety of topics, including a follow-up on the agricultural water stewardship policy, as well as his recent trade trip to Mexico City. Elsewhere, some additional funding has been announced for the Saskatchewan Food Industry Development Center in Saskatoon. And President of SARM, Ray Orb, was the latest to comment on Bill C-234 before the Senate Ag Committee. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to SaskAg Today on 620 CKRM. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt is still awaiting word from Ottawa regarding their contribution to agri-recovery. In late August, the province announced $70 million towards the program to help producers who were impacted by drought conditions. Merritt says the last conversation he had with his federal counterpart, Lawrence McCauley, he'd hoped to have an answer by the end of September. We encourage the federal government, really urge them to look at this. Our, our producers are anxiously waiting for this. Uh, we've got a lot of producers that had to go and, and, and buy a lot of feed and truck it, or they had to haul their lives to their, uh, their herd somewhere. So I'm very hopeful that I hear something uh, before the end of the week that the federal government is in on the program. Merritt also commented on the province's agriculture water stewardship policy, which is still in the consultation phase until the end of this year. One of the policy's goals is to strike a balance of being resilient against flooding and drought while supporting water quality for human use, agricultural production, industry, and aquatic populations. The Saskatchewan Alliance for Water Sustainability delivered over 2,200 letters to the legislature last week, which call for a wetland conservation policy and better enforcement of illegal drainage projects to be included in the stewardship policy. When asked about it, Merritt replied wetlands and better drainage are two things that are being talked about in consultations. So that's kind of where we're all the deliberations and discussions say, okay, what, what is going to be the, uh, you know, the acceptable level of, of wetlands and what uh, is going to be acceptable for drainage and how does it impact? And you're right, there's been challenges around drainage uh, for years, you know, for decades. And uh, how, do we, how do we work with that? And how do we work with landowners? And how do we work with 
uh, obviously the wetlands side of it as well. So Saskatchewan is well renowned for some of the most pristine uh, wetlands in, in probably all of North America. So uh, we just have to have that discussion and we also have to uh, to work together to say, okay, what is acceptable and what isn't? And I think that's the discussion that's going through. We want to make sure we get this right because there's uh, obviously there's two sides and we just want to hopefully mitigate that and come through with a policy that really works for everybody. The expectation is to have the stewardship policy in place by next spring. The next topic was his recent trade trip to Mexico City, where Merritt led a delegation to expand trade opportunities and promote the province's agriculture and mining sectors. He had conversations with Trimex, a Mexican grain milling company, Bimbo, a food company and former owner of Canada Bread, and the Mexican division of CPKC and stakeholders within the livestock industry. Uh, the, what I heard from the companies there is they really like doing business with the companies here in Canada and especially Western Canada and Saskatchewan as well. So those are the relationships we really want to build on. I think the other thing, we're virtually in the same time zone. Uh, there's well over 130 million people in Mexico, but those companies trade not only just in Mexico, they trade in all of Latin America and they trade even globally. So they're obviously looking for product and they're looking for opportunities to expand their uh, their markets as well. So I think it's a great trading relationship. We've built some very good friendships there that we continue to build on. And I think the one thing that uh, we're doing is telling a great story of what the farmers and ranchers are doing in Saskatchewan on the whole, uh, you know, high quality food, sustainable food, and we'll continue to grow more and uh, what the world needs. And I think there's some great opportunity uh, to grow that. And I think that's why it's important for us as a province to continue those relationships with countries like Mexico. Merritt says one issue brought up in conversation was logistics, especially getting product from Canada to Mexico in a timely manner. So that's why it was important for us to have the discussion with CP Kansas City, is to see if there's some opportunity for growth there. And they're obviously they're excited about it, uh, especially in Mexico. So we'll hopefully see uh, some of that transpire and the companies will do direct. Uh, we're given an example of a company uh, here in Western Canada that did a, a unit train to a company in Mexico uh, and the uh, logistic time travel was 14 days. So if we can see that kind of turnaround and that kind of uh, movement of the goods to uh, from you know Western Canada to Mexico, then uh, you know maybe there's a greater opportunity and, and, and when we talk to the companies about it, they're obviously looking at it too. They've had those discussions. Now I think they're just worked through the details with their respective partners that they're doing business with. In 2022, Saskatchewan exports to Mexico has exceeded $1 billion. You're listening to Saskag today. Up next is the announcement that Ottawa and Saskatchewan are providing additional funding for a food center. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch Eaves Trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch Eaves Trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit GrowMoreProfit.com. The Saskatchewan Food Industry Development Center is receiving an additional $5 million in funding from the federal and provincial governments. Executive Director of Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan, Clinton Monchuk, says the announcement comes during Agriculture Month in Saskatchewan. Really, we have lots to be thankful for here in this province. 
We have the most arable land in Canada. We have top-notch research facilities, and we have cutting-edge food processing, like right here at the food centre. This year, Agriculture Month will focus on the achievements within food and farming, not only of the past, but looking forward into the future on what the good things that will be done, like right here at the food centre. Food Centre President Mehmet Tolbeck is grateful for the additional funding from Ottawa and Saskatchewan. On behalf of the Food Centre and all our staff, uh, we are very proud to keep the Raising Saskatchewan's already very high profile as a leader in sustainable agriculture. Today's investment will enhance our ability to expand capacity to commercialize new innovative products and technologies. With this support, Saskatchewan will continue to be one of the leaders in innovation for the food industry. We'll continue exploring novel uses of locally grown inputs, raw materials and co-products. There's quite a bit of done on, especially on the origination-based and origin-based manufacturing that we are really focusing on quite significantly with the right sustainability practices. And this will enable us to help create greater value for our agri-food sector and provide the industry with access to global opportunities. Provincial Ag Minister David Merritt says the food center is known the world over and has gained respect within the food industry. It really is a pleasure for me to uh, to announce the funding program for another five years of uh, five million dollars. So it'll be one million dollars a year for the next five years for the food center. Um, I really do value this facility and the work that it does in everything we're trying to do within government to uh, create more uh, value-added processing. Established in 1997, the Food Centre is a non-profit organization that has supported the development and processing of over 1,000 new products, consulted with more than 500 companies, and assisted in product commercialization related to almost all new agri-food startups in Saskatchewan. The $5 million comes from the Sustainable Canadian Agricultural Partnership, or sustain cap. You're listening to Saskag today on 620 CKRM. Up next is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to Saskag today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. As Manitoba's pulse harvest nears completion, a provincial pulse specialist says it will vary as to whether dry bean growers are satisfied with the result. Dennis Lang says that 96% of Manitoba's dry bean crop has already come off the field. In the central region, 97% of its dry beans have been harvested, while 85-90% to of the crop was taken off in the southwest and interlake regions. He adds that while they weren't at the same levels as last year, dry bean yields are on the right track historically. The warmer-than-normal September with no extended rain delays provided ample opportunity for growers to combine their crops. While the heat added dryness to the beans, it did not negatively affect quality. Ontario's Workplace Safety and Insurance Board says it will review how it handles claims from injured migrant workers after a tribunal found it did not treat a group of those workers appropriately. The group of seasonal agricultural workers went to the tribunal to argue for better compensation after their loss of income benefits maxed out at 12 weeks. 
The tribunal noted that workplace safety laws made an inappropriate assumption that workers could return to jobs either in Ontario or their home country after three months without considering their actual circumstances, such as whether they had recovered from injury or were capable of finding a job. The tribunal ruled loss of earning compensation should be based on migrant workers' ability to earn in their actual local labour market. Imports of live birds and unprocessed poultry and eggs from France were barred from Canada, effective Sunday, pending a risk assessment of France's duck vaccination program for avian flu. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency announced the temporary ban last Tuesday, following France's move to require mandatory vaccination against highly pathogenic avian flu in ducks raised for meat production starting this month. The CFIA said it has been in close contact with French and European Union officials on the matter since June and received a presentation in July from France on that country's avian flu vaccination plan. France's plan was announced after the European Union passed legislation in March on use of vaccination to mitigate animal disease outbreaks. The French plan requires vaccinations of ducks for meat production. Vaccination of breeder ducks is permitted, but only for birds that will not be exported. The U.S. Department of Agriculture issued its Small Grains 2023 summary on Friday, showing a 10% increase in all wheat production in 2023 of 1.81 billion bushels. While oat production dipped 1% at 57 million bushels, barley output rose 6% at 185 million. U.S. wheat in 2023 saw 49.757 million acres planted, expanding 8.3% from the previous year. Harvested acres came in at 37.272 million, besting 2022 by 5%. Yields increased from 46.5 bushels per acre in 2022 to 48.6 in 2023. Of the country's wheat coming off the fields, 1.248 billion bushels were winter wheat, up 13.1% from 2022. Spring wheat tallied 504.9 million bushels for a 4.6% increase. Durham reaped 59.329 million bushels, down 7.3% from a year ago. Oat acres seeded in 2023 saw a slight decline from 2022 of 1% at 2.555 million. The amount of barley acres seeded in the U.S. rose 4.8% in 2023 at 3.101 million, and the harvested acres grew 4.5% at 2.555 million. The Alberta government has released a plan to help manage the more than 1,400 wild horses that call the province home. The government says it developed the feral horse management framework to help encourage the wild horses' sustainability while addressing the effect they have on the ecosystem. The plan seeks to reduce the pressures the movement of growing feral horse populations can put on the province's rangeland, wildlife and livestock. The province says some of the equine management zones in Alberta are facing significant sustainability challenges due to the size of horse populations. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM.
The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, there's going to be some showers with winds from the west at 30, gusting to 50 kilometers an hour this afternoon, high of 10 degrees. Tonight, more showers, northwest wind at 40, gusting to 60, low of 4 degrees. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy and a 70% chance of showers. Winds from the northwest at 30, gusting to 50, then increasing to 70 kilometers an hour in the morning, high of 7 degrees to low zero. Friday, partly cloudy, high of 9, the low 0 again. Sunshine on Saturday, high of 20, the low plus 1. Sunday, sunny, high of 18, 5 degrees is the low. Monday, sunny, high of 23, the low 6. And sunshine on Tuesday, high of 22. Normal highs for this period are 14, normal lows 0. The sun rose at 7.03 this morning, the sun will set at 6.30 p.m. Around the province, in Estevan, Saskatoon, and Weyburn, 11 degrees. Swift Current in Yorkton are at 12. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Val-Marie at 15.8. Cool spot in Stony Rapids at 6 degrees. In Regina, some light rain. Northwest wind at 14. Humidity at 81%. Temperature 9 degrees or 49 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 100.9 and falling. In Moose Jaw, also raining lightly. West wind at 26 kilometers an hour, temperature also 9 degrees. Again in Regina, light rain, northwest wind at 14, temperature 9 degrees. Back in a moment. The team of experienced farmland real estate agents at Shepherd Realty in Regina have just listed for sale 214 acres of farmland near Belgoni and four quarters near Bollier. To learn more about these listings, see the team at Shepherd Realty. Or if you're considering selling your farm or ranch property, get the ball rolling by contacting Shepherd Realty in Regina, 352-1866, shepherdrealty.ca. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience, McDougalAuction.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The Senate Ag Committee heard testimony from the president of the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities. Ray Orb is the latest to speak on Bill C-234, an amendment to the Greenhouse Gas Pollution Pricing Act, which would make natural gas and propane used for grain drying and heating barns exempt from the carbon tax. Yesterday afternoon, Alberta Senator Paula Simons asked Orb whether his organization can facilitate the purchase of modern, energy-efficient grain dryers, given Saskatchewan's history of cooperative farming. I'll give you an example of one of my neighbors. So they farm, you know, they farm about uh, 6,000 acres. So that would be about uh, what, uh, 2,500 hectares, I guess. And um, they, um, 
they grow, they actually dry all of the grain on the farm so they start harvest early and they like they want to dry their grain not only to preserve the grain but that actually you know it does provide them with better quality grain and they're able to um, they're able to dry the grain during the night when they're not uh, harvesting so the next morning their facilities are all empty and they're they're quite large facilities and they're very modern grain dryers in the sense that they're using the best technology that we have available that's affordable for farmers and I I know as time goes on we're going to we're, we're going to get more innovation and we're going to find more ways to dry grain but right now this is all we have and so those farmers are so busy they really there's no way to cooperate uh, very much with neighbors because all the neighbors are trying to do the same thing. So it's a good question, but it's not practical right now. The other Saskatchewan farm leader to address the committee was Ian Boxall, president of the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan. Bill C-234 has been in the upper chamber since June and needs the approval of senators before it becomes law. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. As part of the Saskatchewan Farm Writers Annual Tour, a group of journalists visited the Rosetown and Herschel areas on Saturday. One of the stops was the Rosetown Hutterite Brethren Colony, which has a population of about 55. The Rosetown Colony has nearly 9,000 acres of cultivated land and about another 5,000 acres of pasture. Like most Hutterite colonies, the one north of Rosetown is diversified with grain, beef, and dairy cattle. There are also plans to add chickens in the near future. The top manager of the colony, Joe Kleinsasser, talked about several topics, starting with the 2023 crop production and rainfall. We got a few showers. Uh, we actually got enough rain to, in a normal year to have a decent crop. This ground will carry us a long way, but what happened this year was uh, collateral damage from two years of extreme drought. We had a lot of group two residual issues that was just sitting there for two years, and then this year we get a little bit of rain early, started working, and then ironically, the more rain we got, the worse it became because it just activated it a lot faster. He says his lentils weren't great this year. We're not very high on fall application of herbicide, but we, we will have to do some of that. We'll have to put down some fierce, I believe his name on a chemical to get that because our lentil crops were, well, you couldn't see them for the kosher this year, and I think that was part of the issue. It's just uh, the extreme drought has changed everything in terms of management, in terms of how you react to things uh, more than we thought it would. Klein Sasser also talked about the colony's dairy side of the operation, including a recent change to robotic milking of cows. It has worked uh, great. In, in terms of uh, production and animal welfare, uh, the, the robotics are just a great tool to do that. Also, in terms of uh, work-life balance, for the guy who's running it, it really helps in that. The cost of running a robot versus a parlor is, is higher, but whenever he is setting down with the higher production you get, it's pretty much evens out. It's for 
for me, I, it's a recommendation I make to anybody. But having said that, it depends where you are. With a parlor, you can decide to ramp up in a hurry. If, if quota gets cheap and you want to rent it in, you can almost double your herd overnight if you want to, if you want to rent enough quota in, which right now you can't do anyway. With robotics, you know, you are pretty much set in place. You, you're milking your own herd and that's it. He says the last two years were challenging to provide enough feed for cattle, but managed to have enough this year. In terms of uh, growing feed, we put in a thousand acres every year for silage. And in a good year, we'll use two quarters of that. We'll use uh, 320 acres of that. This year, the last three years, we've had to use every bit of it. So that it does cut into our bottom line in terms of, uh, you know, cash crops. But it's something that you accept when you're raising livestock. He had to reduce the beef herd, but hopes to build it up again soon. Last year we had to cut. We sold 50 pairs. This year we haven't had to do that. Hopefully we can begin to build up again uh, to the 300 where we were. Nobody's getting rich raising beef, but it's a nice uh, addition to our social structure, which is why we like it. And, and quite frankly, there is money to be made in good years if you, if you manage it right. So we're quite optimistic about that. That's Joe Kleinsasser with the Rosetown Hutterite Brethren Colony. You're listening to Saskag today. Coming up is the market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly down in early trading today. Canola is down five dollars and fifty cents to six sixty nine thirty two. Lentils is down $22.60 to $8.14.50 a metric ton. And number one red spring wheat is up $9.19 at $3.22.29. The rest were unchanged. Durham $5.14.74. Feed barley $2.77.58. Chickpeas $10.36.17. Flax $6.11.54. Oats $2.94.32. Yellow peas $3.82.89. And feed wheat 23546. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is down 12 and one quarter cents to seven dollars and thirteen and a quarter cents a bushel. Up next is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, here are the livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of October 3rd. Our last regular sale was on September 27th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.30 to $1.44. D3 cows sold from $1.22 to $1.30. Counter cows sold from $1 to $1.22. Hefferette sold from $2.25 to $2.40. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.55 to $1.79. We had our first pre-sorted calf sale of the fall on Monday. It is an exciting time to be in the business. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged $4.94 and sold up to $5.21. 
400 to 450 pound steers averaged four dollars and 68 cents and sold up to four dollars and 92 cents 450 to 500 pound steers averaged four dollars and 32 cents and sold up to four dollars and 92 cents 500 to 550 pound steers averaged four dollars and 13 cents and sold up to four dollars and 47 cents 550 to 600 pound steers averaged three dollars and 80 cents and sold up to four dollars and nine cents 600 to 650 pound steers averaged three dollars and 70 cents and sold up to three dollars and 87 cents and 650 to 700 pound steers averaged three dollars and 61 cents and sold up to $3.81. Heifers were 50 to $0.55 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 420-pound black steers at $4.92 a pound, a group of 500-pound tan steers at $4.47 a pound, a group of 550-pound tan steers at $4.09 a pound, a group of 600-pound tan steers at $3.87 a pound, a group of 650-pound tan steers at $3.81 cents a pound and a group of 700 pound black steers at three dollars and 69 cents a pound this has been stephanie digg reporting from the weyburn livestock exchange the market that gets cattle and the prices too the latest pork prices are at 208 dollars and 86 cents per ckg coming up the resource report it's the saskag today resource reports on 620 ckrm here's ryan young now the resource report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Saudi Arabia says it plans to maintain oil production cuts of 1 million barrels per day through the end of 2023. The move could further prop up oil prices, which are hovering around $90 a barrel. Production cuts first announced by both Saudi Arabia and Russia in July have led to higher prices at the pumps, complicating global efforts to bring down inflation. Saudi Arabia is counting on high oil prices to help fund an ambitious plan by the crown prince to overhaul the economy, reduce the kingdom's dependence on oil, and create jobs for young people. Poland's central bank lowered its key interest rate Wednesday, pointing to a drop in inflation despite a still high rate of 8.2% last month. The National Bank of Poland on Wednesday cut its benchmark rate a quarter of a percentage point to 5.75%. Analysts were expecting it after annual inflation drop last month from 10.1% in August. Inflation was over 18% earlier this year. Cuts prompted concerns that the central bank is trying to ease the burden of more expensive loans for many polls to help the conservative government ahead of October 15th parliamentary elections. On the markets, the TSX is down 11 points at 19,009. The Dow is up 51 points to 33,053. Oil is down $4.11 at $85.12 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 72.80 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Egg Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for Wednesday's edition of Sask Egg Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.